All right, everyone. Welcome back to Millennial Asian Realtor. So I kind of want to switch things up here. We've had about two weeks since the second episode was released. So I definitely got some amazing feedback from a bunch of different types of people, different backgrounds, and um, a lot of really good perspectives that I really didn't see as far as like opportunities goes uh, with this podcast. So you know what? I'm going to decide to listen to my listeners and try something new and not kind of stick too much with the plan, realizing that, you know, this whole podcasting game is uh, pretty unique, pretty new to, uh, you know, society. So if I'm just going to stick with a, a route that I know works for, you know, someone else, I might lose out some on some amazing opportunities to do this podcasting thing on a different angle. A lot of you guys asked why Millennial Asian Realtor, M-A-R. So the initial uh, thought process that I had was this was going to be a simple three-way breakdown of who I am, actually. So I am a, a millennial, and that's a you know a, a phrase that's been thrown around and almost over-abused that no one actually understands it. But when you are one, um, it, it kind of feels different and you kind of feel lost. So I've been trying my best to help myself understand and people around me understand what millennial means. Um, of course, Asian, too. I love... Uh, knowing that I'm an Asian American, that, you know, maybe I'm only the first or second generation that have um, hit, you know, certain social levels. And I'm really proud of that. And I definitely want to connect with more Asians to kind of explore our experience of America at only about 4% of the population still. And then finally, realtor. Um, The realtor life definitely hit me in the face randomly. Um, It hit me in between uh, peaks of my life. And it's definitely been very intriguing to understand, you know, one of the oldest industries in the country and kind of understanding the eyes of of a millennial in the eyes of the information era. So, yeah, I definitely want to maybe pivot this podcast to better understand the perspectives of those three um, entities of my life and then how I kind of see America changing and how real estate will affect it. Um, So thank you so much for folks who did spend the time to listen and give me really constructive, uh, you know, feedback and criticism. I'm going to definitely try to take that and run with it. So thank you so much. Alrighty, welcome back to Millennial Asian Realtor. Before we get too deep into this uh, episode, I do have a couple of church announcements. I will be live with a listing in Orange County in about two to three weeks. If you did follow me on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, you were able to take a quick look, a sneak peek at the $30,000 budget remodel. Um, I'm hoping to be able to do a quick episode just to make sure that everyone gets a a good understanding of what a fixer-upper situation can be like, what you can do, uh, what should you be spending your budget on to maximize appeal for the biggest audience. Um, You you know, you you can do certain things that you know, only professionals see the, and appreciate, and you can do certain things that the quick impulse buyer will definitely love. So I'm really excited to share the final res- results. I'm definitely going to do an episode once we sell it. Um, another thing is I did go ahead and make a couple of connections, uh, you know, in Austin for a few, uh, you know, minutes. I'm really excited to be able to explore that uh, market a little deeper in the next couple of years. I think it's going to be really interesting to focus on. Um, That being said, let's go ahead and dive right into what I've experienced in the last couple of weeks in uh, being a millennial, being Asian, and also being a realtor. So diving right into uh, 
sort of what's been going on in my life and um, how it does it relate to my business. So I decided to do a quick uh, weekend trip to Austin, Texas last weekend. And um, it kind of really changed my perspective of real estate, being a millennial and even being Asian. Um, you know, I dove in a little bit more into the data because, wow, the, the type of uh, personalities that I saw in Austin, the kind of energy, uh, I can probably relate it back to San Francisco in like, around like 2013, right when the gentrification really set off. But, you know, you still had the, the sprinkling of the creative uh, community. People were still a little bit more free for self-expression. Um, so yeah, Austin is very different. I'm wondering if it'll take the same route as the Bay Area. Um, but yeah, that being said, I found some really cool statistics that maybe us Californians need to listen to. Um, as of 2019, uh, California is number three now as far as popularity and migration. So people aren't looking to California anymore versus roughly around 2016, 2018. Uh, we're number three right now. Austin jumped to number two. So people around America, people around the world are now looking to Austin, Texas as their destination in America. So that's really interesting to uh, kind of understand and wrap our heads around here. Bay Area is not the shining star anymore, and we shouldn't uh, continue to act like that. Uh, the surprising number is Florida. Florida is number one as far as um, you know, attracting migration there. And we're not just talking about Americans. Florida is actually considered the California of the South and East Coast. So, you know, girls from uh, France are moving there to, to have that California lifestyle. Like I've met so many people from uh, European countries that are falling onto uh, Florida versus California. So, you know, we definitely need to step back and review ourselves as far as like, you know, Californians. I think other states are picking up on the sense that uh, we're a little too self-entitled, too into ourselves. And, you know, that's that's that could be a bad thing. Um, I also wanted to kind of point out one more thing too. About 145 uh, people are moving into Austin per day. Um, if you take a look at San Francisco's numbers, the highest that we kind of experienced was in 2016 at 175 people a day. That, def, that number has definitely dropped down to about 80 per day, um, but that also includes birth rates and uh, people moving from within the state too. So that being said, something really interesting to maybe ponder over is, you know, the California mindset. Maybe we need to look into moving out of state. Um, if you can't afford the Bay Area lifestyle, maybe you have to have that conversation with yourself. Um, and I'll give you some stats, too. It's kind of sad, and it definitely relates to political, um, you know, aspects, but things like that. Um, Americans are no longer moving at all, right? 15% are moving out of state. So we're definitely staying within our states, and it's not a healthy thing for a democracy. Um, I see the isolation before I even went to on this Texas trip, I had really biased thoughts or maybe cautions. And I definitely don't want to feel that way anymore. Um, I, I'm dedicating the next maybe 10 years of my life to uh, explore America a little bit more, reach out as a coastal kid, try to understand the Midwest a little bit more, try to understand the South. Because for too long, we've seen them as, uh, I'll be very honest, uh, inferior you know, the fact that certain areas in the South and Midwest don't even have DSL internet is incredible to me. Um, so I'm ready to step off of my, you know, pretentious throne as a Californian and kind of better understand what's out there. Because honestly, the Bay Area is getting 
hammered as far as, uh, you know, livability for the middle class, the average person. All right. So I'm going to leave the conversation there for you guys to kind of ponder over. Um, the majority of my listeners are Californians. So I think this is going to be a good time for you to kind of um, realize the situation you're in and, um, you know, understand that if you don't have two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 in cash ready to spend, you're probably not going to own property in the Bay Area. And even if you do move, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a half away, the prices are climbing and the congestion to, um, you know, to get into the city, to your job, things like that. It's, you know, it's getting to the point where people aren't willing to do it anymore. So if you are an investor, if you are a millennial and you don't understand real estate, listen to the second part of uh, this week's podcast. I'm going to kind of break it down, um, get you to understand real estate and um, how it's kind of viewed now as a millennial and what you shouldn't take it as anymore.